Hello and welcome to Developing the Leader Within Podcast, an award-winning podcast where I interview the top players in the leadership arena and we dissect leadership, management, and career development from all angles. My name is Enrique Acosta-Gonzalez and I use my more than 20 years of experience in leadership development to dig deep into complex issues and bring you the answers you were looking for. If a topic resonates with you and you would like to explore how to overcome it, reach out to me at calendly.com backslash triad leadership solutions to discuss ways to succeed. Well, I love the slack key part because, you know, I, I grew up most of my adult life on Oahu. I enjoy the music. I enjoy what you do. And we share some aloha every once in a while together as we're commenting on each other's posts. But, you know, finances is a thing that nowadays is catching some attention. It, it's looking similar to 2008. You know, it looks like this is a cycle thing. It's coming again. I told you I just bought a pack of ground beef for $10 for a pound, right? So the implications of the financial crisis or recession, however folks want to refer to it, are already on us. There are some things that we need to be wise about. We can't scurry. And like we mentioned in the back before we got into this podcast, you know, we was washing every vegetable and every gallon of milk that came through the house when the pandemic came. You know, you can't get too extreme, but you have to be wise in terms of finances. Folks, we're going to be talking about finances, your relationship with finances, how leadership is impacted by finances and how your leadership can impact finances. So before we get into that, what's your definition of finances? Because everybody may think it's just money. Yeah, I'll, I'll go with a definition of personal finance, since, you know, we all have to deal with our household finances. And that's a term that covers managing your money, as well as saving and investing. Uh, it's pretty broad, it, it can encompass budgeting, banking, insurance, your mortgage, uh, investing, retirement, your taxes, even estate planning. So if you if you've accumulated wealth, it's like, how do you want to pass that on to your beneficiaries and your heirs? But it sounds complicated. It sounds like a lot. I think it's important to just focus on basic fundamentals. If you look at the basic fundamentals, you're looking at one, live within your means, two, pay down debt. You don't want to have a lot of debt. And three, if you can have a surplus, you want to invest some for your future. Because when you invest and you make a habit of investing money, that money can grow while you're sleeping. And that's that's really powerful. So we can, I'm sure we can talk more about that. But as you said, today the world is a little bit different. I mean, we I tell my kids, I've never seen a global pandemic before. You know, the last two years have been crazy. From a from an analyst or an economist perspective, also very different. We never saw global economies shut down. Uh, so it was a pretty scary time. And as we come out of that, it's like, wow, things are really 
growing really quickly because compared to a year ago when things were you know on lockdown or not operating properly then suddenly it looks like big growth but today we have a different situation because this is the first time in my career right i mentioned 24 years we haven't seen inflation like this since i was a kid like in the 1970s when there was oil embargo and my parents had to like alternate days to get gasoline and wait in long lines. We haven't had to deal with that, not, not as adults. And, you know, going to the grocery store and seeing our receipt is much higher than the previous week, in the previous month, in the previous year. Those are real realities that we have to deal with. So personal finances do become very important because, right, if you're going to live within your means, it's tougher when your expenses are going up and your paycheck is not. Absolutely. And, you know, we mentioned the role that leaders have in finances, personal finances. And I love that you detailed the other different things that kind of encompass that to the point of, hey, you, you're looking at future past you. How are you going to allow that money or that those financial gains to pass on through your family and uh, be appropriated right? Because sometimes there's a lot of mismanagement, not only on the personal level, but as a whole, uh, future finances can be jeopardized by your relationship with money and finances. And there's a lot of mismanagement. So, you know, there's a lot of areas that we need to address to include taxes, because that's another mismanaged area. Some some people negate it and then pay the price, right? Uh, but why is mismanagement of finances so prevalent? And, you know, nobody wants to have people into their finances or their financial decisions, but a lot of it comes through mismanagement. So why is it so prevalent? Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's not surprising. I mean, even reading the newspaper, we see TV. I mean, celebrities, they have managers who mismanage their money. There are uh, professional athletes who are making millions and they have a relative who's managing their finances and lose it. But you're correct. I mean, even on Main Street, the majority of us um, are making mistakes with our money and can do better. And if you think about it, in school, we studied English and math and even still, we make mistakes in grammar and calculating the tip at the restaurant. So what hope do we have with our money and finances? Most of us were not taught personal finance in school. Many people grew up being told not to talk about money because that's rude or not polite. And then come adulthood, you're just thrust into like adulting and you're expected to just figure it out. So I, I I don't um you know you you have to you have to give yourself some leeway some latitude give yourself a break um because most of us weren't taught personal finance enough in school you're just figuring it out figuring it out as you go so I think the key is really you got you have to make time for it because um you know the reality is that life gets in the way even myself I've been in the business for 24 years. There are times when I didn't look at my portfolio as often as I should have because I have to drive my kids to school. I have to build my business. I have to record a podcast. I have to edit a podcast. I have to promote a podcast or create 
a LinkedIn post. So I think that it's important to, um, you know, not only budget your money, but budget your time. So earmark, you know, once a quarter, or even if it's just two times a year to review your 401k plan, to review how are your investments positioned? Do you need to make changes? Um, we need to make time and, um, you know, put it on the calendar so that you can address it. So one is learning, but two, I think just showing up and making the time for it, like that's a good start. Yeah, I love that. Make the time. If you value something, you'll make the time, right? And there's a lot of people that, you know, we were mentioning uh, my transition from Oahu to Orlando and, and the family relationship. We're talking about money relationship, but the, even the family relationship, if it's valued, you'll make time for it. If you value finances and the effect of finances on your life, make time for it. I love the earmark piece because if you have it down on a calendar, now it doesn't mean that it'll happen, but at least you'll be nudged towards an uh, action that will result in you having a good management over your, your finances. You don't have to be in it every day, but at least give yourself some time to actually take action on it. Now, relationships matter uh, both on the personal side, definitely on the financial side, and leaders have a huge say in how they navigate other people's money, right? Because if you're in a leadership at an organization, you're managing other people's money. But then that relationship on the personal level, it doesn't match. So what are leaders missing in their relationship with finances in terms of being a leader? Well, I think that there are separate skills. Uh, leadership is a very valuable skill. Companies are willing to invest in leadership development. That's EQ, soft skills, managing people. But that frequently doesn't include personal finance either. So I've seen chief financial officers of very big companies and very successful companies who are great at managing a company balance sheet, but they don't keep a basic household budget or they might not be contributing to their 401k plan because they're busy as a company executive. So again, it's like even leaders, great leaders need to invest their time and energy to up their game, right? To figure out, because you're a military guy, uh, I'm not, but I, I understand that you know proper, proper planning prevents poor performance. I think that that's very true with your money. And I've seen the results of those who develop a habit of investing their money early. And it goes back to those fundamentals, you know, don't spend more than you have and don't have a lot of debt. You know, there, there are a lot of experts that talk about, you know, you can differentiate between good debt and bad debt, um, but generally don't have a lot of debt and invest your money because um, that that planning is important. Uh, your future self will thank you because um, if you're investing regularly, that that nest egg grows over time and um, quite significantly. So leaders, um, uh, if you're listening, you know, it's not that you need to be perfect in any one given area, 
but you have to know where you're leading, right? Where are you leading your family? Where are you leading yourself? Where are you leading your household? Because one thing to do perfect or, or great at an organization, and that's all good and well, but if your own is lacking or suffering because of the inaction or inattention uh, in that you give to uh, to your own personal finances, that could hinder you. That could hinder you as a leader because let's say something happens financially, you can't get to your job. Yeah, there you go. Uh, you, now you put some things at risk. So if you're going to do anything, do it, for, do it for you first and then, you know, help that translate into your organization. And that those days come fast. 2023 will be upon us. So what can we Im improve on to ensure a, a good financial posture? Because it's coming. It is coming. And I think I'll, I'll speak a little bit against the grain here. I, I think that, you know, tough times are coming. You know, I think that there are some lean times ahead. Uh, if I look at the financial data, there's a lot of debate. Is the United States in a recession or not? I find that on Wall Street and in the government, they're having this discussion. They say, oh, well, you know, uh, a recession is... Uh, a slowdown in GDP growth two consecutive quarters, which we've had. But then they say, oh, there are some nuances too. Um, the, the job market is pretty good, so it's not, not quite a recession yet. But then I talk to people on Main Street and they say, this is a recession. Uh, I'm having a hard time you know, keeping up with my monthly bills. And I think that I'm, I'm, I'm seeing it in the credit card data. People are borrowing and using credit more to get through this holiday season. So maybe the holiday spending is looking okay. Uh, but I think come January, February, I think the consumers are going to start, you know, pulling back a little bit, tightening their belts. And, um, you know, that's not a great thing for the economy. So my expectation is that I wouldn't be surprised to see a little contraction to see that we do have a recession. It's worth mentioning also that Europe is slowing down. I think Europe is in a recession. Asia is also slowing down. You read a lot of headlines about China and its COVID policy. They're still you know, shutting down cities for a week at a time, and that's impacting their economy. So we have a global recession happening, and um, that's all normal. That's part of the cycle. Um, what can we do? What can listeners do? One thing that I caution is that my industry, the financial services industry, loves to create complex products and have a lot of industry jargon, which is quite overwhelming. You know, people tend to feel that they don't they don't know. Um, they don't know enough. You know, money is not their thing or investing's not their thing. So just keep it simple. Um, if I can challenge your listeners to do something in the new year, it's just track your monthly spending. You know, don't even talk about the B word budget. Just track because most people know how much money they make, right? But I would say that many don't know where their money is going every month. It's like, how much did you spend on food? How much did you spend on um, going out? to eat, 
or entertainment. Uh, and then you can look. It's like, how much did you spend on transportation? How much did you spend on uh, your mortgage or your rent? And how much did you spend on healthcare? Those tend to be the really big categories. So once you're tracking your spending, you do it a second month. It's human nature. You can't help but to see some trends and then make some improvements. You know, it's like, oh, I didn't know that I was spending this much on groceries, or maybe we're going out too much. We can do better next month. And those small incremental improvements, they add up. And when you start making improvements, it allows you to set up an emergency fund or a rainy day fund. Uh, you can make plans to pay down debt where you have it, right? Pay a little extra to your car loan or to your mortgage. And then invest any surplus, as I said, that you can grow while you're sleeping. And that compound growth, investing like on a regular schedule and over time, that's very powerful. The earlier you start and the more often you do it, the chances are very good that you'll be surprised by your account balance come retirement. I've seen it. I've seen those millionaire next door. No one would know that they have surplus money that they're investing all the time. But man, you look at their account statement come retirement and you say, wow, I, how did that guy make you know, $2 million? And in many cases, it didn't even require a big salary, right? I've seen teachers, I've seen, uh, I, I had one client, the guy was working the printing press at the, uh, at the newspaper in New York City. He was an immigrant and you know, he never had like a high paying job, but he worked hard. He saved his money. He invested and um, his account really, really, really grew because, you know, he didn't live. He did not live extravagantly and he was always investing, um, you know, probably from the time that he was 30 years old and he died at age 92. Um, his account grew a lot in that time. So. I'll just leave it at your money has two your money has two best friends. That's time and compound growth. And and I tell you, you don't realize it until that time comes, right? But the real realization happens today. When you hear this and you're listening to this podcast and you're saying, maybe maybe I need to start adjusting some things that I'm doing because the relationship with with, with money, with finances is a what you do, right? You you could, you know, live above your, your means. You could live extravagantly and all the money goes away. Or you can choose when you do those things, uh, when it's appropriate and good for financial, you know, financial decision that is good at the time um, and still enjoy both. So it's that relationship with finances that will get you uh, through this period, uh, I myself have considered a, hey, you know, how, how much I'm going to, uh, be doing, uh, shopping this year. I don't know if it's going to go, uh, this way or that way. So I'm being conservative. These are things that you have to consider, uh, even without saying the B word, look at what your habits are. Look at where your money is running to. And that'll tell you and it'll be a good indicator of the adjustments that you have to make. 
Now, you know, getting poised for 23, regardless of what the financial impacts are to us individually, there are some things that leaders can do uh, in their leadership roles to, you know, to help themselves. So what should be, should, should leaders be considering in terms of finances? Two things come to mind. One is that great leaders, I think, lead by example. So, you know, your actions speak louder than your words. So as a leader, make sure that you're trying to do the right things, um, that you're contributing to your retirement plan, that you are uh, not only planning for your professional uh, business or company, whatever it is that you're leading, but it's take care of your family, your household. And, you know, it's not that it's it's not dissimilar. It's like if you're the profit and loss statement of a business, you have the same thing for your household. And there are lessons and your experience in one can support and help the other. The second thing is that as a leader, it's really important to have a retirement plan for your business and to help educate your employees. Um, and it, it comes down to finances too, because I saw a figure that a healthy 65 year old couple retiring uh, in 2021 can expect to spend more than $662,000 for retirement healthcare cost. Like people need to prepare because healthcare costs are not going down. We have not seen it going down. It just seems to increase every year. So leaders need to educate the people that they're leading. You need your employees to be retirement ready. You need them to not have to work when they're 75, right? You want employees who are energetic, who are at their prime. You don't want employees who really shouldn't be working anymore. You need to uh, really focus on what is it that you can do for your employees to educate them, to help them, to make sure that they're contributing to their retirement plan. If they get a raise, then maybe that's a good time to contribute more to your 401k because um, you don't you don't miss the money that you don't realize that you know you don't have. Um, when you get a raise, it's easy just to say, oh, wow, I, I made more money. I'm going to go spend it. Um, so teach your people those valuable lessons and valuable actions that will make a difference in their lives because they do need to save one for retirement, but then also taking care of healthcare costs. And many companies have um, health savings health savings accounts also, which is like an IRA for healthcare costs. Um, so, you know, it's like provide your employees with the vehicles to prepare for retirement and then also provide the education uh, to get them there. And ultimately, that will come back to the bottom line of your business because, um, like I said, you want to take care of your people and you don't want uh, you don't want a whole bunch of employees who cannot afford to retire. That costs you money as a leader, paying for their healthcare costs, and uh, 
you know, I think it's important to take care of your employees and make sure that they are set uh, for the time when they want to retire. Absolutely, folks. The time for leadership is when you wake up, right? And every decision you make after that, if you consider yourself a leader, is a value to you as a leader. And so, but let it start with you, right? Leadership starts with you. All those decisions start with you. Set the example. Like I mentioned earlier, you don't have to be perfect, but have a plan. Be deliberate. Be uh, invested in these areas of your life where you can actually be a leader to somebody else. Uh, you know, we could talk finances for, for the whole entire day because it's so uh, detailed and it, and it creeps into most of all of our happenings during the day. Uh, and thank you, uh, Andy, for taking this time to educate us on some things in terms of not only the financial status of where we are now, but the actions we can take in the future. Now, if someone wanted to get a hold of you, you mentioned, you know, portfolios, you mentioned a client, you do this for a living 24 years. It's, it's, it's a long time. So you're a very savvy in what you're doing. So how can they contact you or get a hold of you if they want to engage you in those services? Thank you, Enrique. Yeah, this is my family business. I work with my brother. My company, Runnymede Capital Management, was actually founded by our father, Sam. So we've been doing this for, for a long time and working with individuals, families, business owners, either to do retirement planning and to help with their investments, but we also work with business owners to assist in the setting up of a 401k retirement plan. So uh, thank you for listening. You can find me at runnymead.com. Runnymead is hard to spell. So just go to inspiredmoney.fm and you can find me and check out the podcast. Um, oh, one thing, Enrique, I just want to leave one, th one parting thought with everyone. I think with leadership, great leaders understand that in order to grow, you're going to make mistakes. You have to make sure that with your money, you're willing to make those mistakes too. I think often with money, we're afraid to make the mistake. So there's a tendency to do nothing. So if you're a leader and you've experienced making those mistakes and having a willingness and building that muscle, right? That you know you're going to make mistakes along the way, you have to, you have to do that with your money too. In order to grow, in order to get better, you're going to make mistakes and you have to forgive yourself, <laughs> allow yourself to stumble. Uh, that's just part of it. Oh, thank you for that. And then grace definitely is required when you're talking about money. You're going to make some great decisions. You may make some poor ones, uh, but it is part of the learning cycle. So, yeah, uh, give yourself that latitude to be able to make those mistakes. Uh, don't make them so that you can't recover, but by all means, allow yourself to, to you know, make some hiccups uh, here and there because it's going to happen. You know, uh, it's just it's just part of that. Thank you, Andy, for all you do. And, and we're going to make sure to put all the links so you can get a hold of Andy and his services, uh, his uh, family owned services, which is I, I love that piece uh, and, and love what your dad, Sam, created. Uh, so that you can actually invest your time and energy in it and, and make it a, a family business. Folks, today has been 
a great day of, of financial talk, but put it into practice. If there's one thing to hear about it, uh, another thing uh, to know that, hey, something's happening on my end and I'm, I'm doing something about it. Today's episode is sponsored by Triad Leadership Solutions and Superpass, which are powering our website and app. If you've enjoyed this episode and learned something interesting about the topic covered today, make sure to su subscribe and let us know by leaving a comment right now. We're always looking for new ideas and guests that we can add to the show. So if you know someone or have a topic that you would like featured on the podcast or want to sponsor our show, we love to hear about it by emailing us at triadleadershipsolutions at gmail.com. Be sure to tune in next week when we have another person dissecting leadership from another angle. And as we like to end the show, success. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Triad Leadership Solutions and on Twitter at TLS underscore FL. Thanks again. I'll see you next week and success to you.